Vox Quick Hits. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I'm Constance Grady, the book critic for Vox, and this is Ask a Book Critic. I give recommendations that will suit your mood, either how you're feeling right now or how you would like to be feeling instead. If you tell me what you want to read, I will find you a book. So let's get started. Hi, Constance. My name's Alex. I'm looking for a book like The Secret History by Donna Tartt. It's one of my all-time favorite books. Everyone I know who's read it loves it, too. So... I'm looking for something that's of a similar mold, but I've never really been able to find one. Really well-written, intriguing, mysterious, mostly centered around young people, and maybe, but not necessarily, including or ending with a death or a murder. Thanks. Okay, so books like The Secret History are actually one of my most common requests, for, I think, a pretty good reason, because The Secret History is fantastic. So if you haven't read The Secret History, it is a book by Donna Tartt, came out in, I believe, 92. And it's about a group of classic students at a liberal arts college in Vermont. It's not technically Bennington, but it's definitely Bennington. Um, They're all very glamorous and brilliant, and they wear these old money wrinkled tweed suits and drink black coffee all day. They're just very committed to their aesthetic. And the first chapter tells us that they're going to kill one of their friends. So the rest of the book is about finding out why they did it and what the fallout is. I think the reason that people are always kind of chasing after a book that feels like the secret history is it's a really perfect marriage of having just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous writing, but also being extremely thrilling. You know, you were just sitting there waiting to find out what led up to this murder and and what is going to happen to these people after they did it. It's just gorgeous prose and a great plot, which is truly always the dream and can be really, really tricky to find. So there are a few different directions you can go in if you want to try to sort of replicate the experience of reading this book. The first path I'm going to send you down is books that are very, I would say, deliberately reminiscent of the secret history, books that are basically just kind of doing the secret history, but with some slight variations. So the first book like that I would recommend is by M.L. Rio. It's called If We Were Villains. It is about a group of friends at a theater school who are all very into Shakespeare and very committed to their aesthetic, um, and they end up having to kill one of their friends. The second one in this in this vein I would recommend is The Likeness by Tana French, which is technically part of Tana French's Dublin murder series, but it stands on its own. You don't have to have read the other books in the series to understand it. The Likeness is about a group of friends at university in Dublin. They live in this beautiful old country house together, and they've built this 
whole lovely grad student life together, and one of them has been murdered. And now a detective is going undercover and sort of embedding herself in the group to try to solve the murder. These two books are both very much secret history remixes. I will say, If We Were Villains is very, very skillfully written, but it's doing the secret history so much so that occasionally as I read it, I find it a little disorienting, like... Okay, why am I not just reading the secret history right now instead of reading this near copy? So if you only want to go with one of those books, I would say pick up The Likeness. Um, That's a book that's very interested in trauma and doppelgangers and the great Irish problem of real estate. Uh, So it feels like it has its own identity and is really doing something in addition to doing the secret history really well. The other direction you can go in here if you're chasing the secret history vibe is what the kids are calling dark academia. You might have seen dark academia as a hashtag on TikTok or Instagram or Tumblr. As far as I can tell, it basically just means the vibe associated with the secret history. It's people in beautiful old buildings, they're doing research in libraries, and they're wearing tweed and drinking their black coffee, and they have dark secrets involving drugs and sex and murder. It's sort of like, if you take a nerd's idea of what being cool is, I say this as a nerd, it's basically dark academia. And there is a lot of really good, I think especially fantasy in the dark academia genre right now that can kind of scratch some of the secret history itch. So the first one I'm going to recommend is Pamela Dean's Tamlin. This is one of my favorite weird old YA fantasy novels that not a lot of people know. It actually predates the secret history by about a year, but it's doing some similar work. It's a retelling of the Scottish medieval ballad Tamlin but it's set at a Midwestern liberal arts college in the 70s. So our main character, her name is Janet, gets mixed up with a bunch of classics majors who have a dark secret, um, and that dark secret in this case turns out to be supernatural. What I think this book is really good at is turning college into this very seductive, almost sinister, enchanted land. Um, The ballad Tamlin is about a woman whose lover has been taken away by the fairies. And in this book, Fairyland is the college campus, specifically the classics department of the college campus. Um, And the book is really good at making that feel as sensual and and decadent as you possibly can. Um, There's a line I think about all the time, which is, Janet sat in her bathrobe and read Plato, which felt very decadent. Um, that I think is just so lovely and so great at sort of channeling this sense of learning and and reading great books as being a sensual pleasure. The second book I'm going to recommend in the dark academia genre is Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. So Lee Bardugo, you might know from the Shadow and Bone books, which recently became a Netflix series. Ninth House, I have to say, is much better than Shadow and Bones. It's her first adult novel, and it's about a woman who can see ghosts. Because of this ability, she 
ends up getting a full ride at Yale, but in exchange, she has to help police all the Yale secret societies and all their secret occult ceremonies, because of course, Skull and Crossbones is an occult society. I feel like we all kind of knew that. Um, And she ends up uncovering all kinds of corruption that she has to fight against. Um, There's kind of a noir feeling here. It's like she's the Philip Marlowe of Yale's campus and all of the femme fatales are ghosts. Um, There's a lot of really great details about the campus. I think all the time about this meeting that the heroine has with a professor who picks fresh mint out of her window box and then puts it in her tea. So glamorous, so ideal. It's also just this really gripping and immersive book. You kind of just want to be nine years old, reading it under your covers with a flashlight and like a Hershey's bar. It's that kind of intense, immersive experience. And I think it's a really fun read that sort of gets at some of the the fun and the joy of the secret history. Uh, The Secret History was a Vox Book Club pick last year, and at the end of the month, I had a roundtable about it with the great Nicole Cliff. So Nicole Cliff is a columnist for Slate and the co-founder of The Toast, R.I.P. It's the only good website on the internet aside from Vox, but it's dead now. Uh, uh, Towards the end of our conversation, Nicole was talking about the role that all of the drug usage plays in the secret history and how it creates this sort of hallucinatory atmosphere and also speaks to what all the characters are repressing, um, which ended up bringing her to another book recommendation for people who are looking to chase some of that secret history atmosphere. So here is what she said. Um, So I'm looking at a question now from... Jennifer, which is, why do you think Tart wrote about alcohol and cigarettes so much? Thanks, from Belgium. Oh my gosh, she writes about that so much. And I think it, it probably just, A of all, reflected the atmosphere at, you know, Bennington slash Hampton at the time. Um, and it was the 80s. And, you know, people were just using tremendous amounts of drugs. Um, But I think it also goes back to the fact that these characters are always trying to place themselves in a heightened state. You know, they're on uppers, they're on downers, they're trying to not feel their feelings. Um, It's the the idea that they might just have to experience a feeling and live with it and endure it is utterly alien to these people. And which is also the allure of the Bacchanal itself, this idea that you can check out um, from your own uh, very tightly wound, uh, very stoic persona, um, and just let it all go completely wild. Um, I also I recommend if you enjoy this um, book, I think you would really like uh, J.G. Ballard's novella Running Wild, um, which is just, he's a genius. Uh, we lost him too soon. Um, but I think that uh, that particular uh, writing about the desire of people who are very, very constricted and how ham they go uh, when something comes off the wheels or they have an excuse to is really, really interesting. So that is it for this week. If you're looking for a book recommendation, you can email me. I'm at constance.grady at vox.com and be sure and use the subject line, ask a book critic. And remember, the more specific you can be about the kind of book you want to read, the better. Have a great day. Read good books. If you see a classics major, assume they're in some kind of murder cult. And I will see you next time.